It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers have landed another commitment. Three-star Dimitri Nicholas, the pure interior defensive lineman. I'm Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for that's me twice. I apologize. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first or second listen Every single day, I'm Zach Blackerby. That is Daryl Daffrich as we are reacting live to Dimitri Nicholas choosing the Auburn Tigers. Daryl over a pretty nice offer list despite being listed as a three-star on most sites. Yeah, that's why it's important. You know, again, beating that dead horse. Um, offer lists are very, very important. And who comes out and offers? But schools like Miami and Georgia and Texas A&M. And they were committable offers. He had 14 before committing uh, to Auburn just a little while ago. True nose tackle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Rivals has him as a four-star, but he's about as high as a three-star as you can get in that 88 range. 6'4", 295 on most sites. Could be 6'4", you know, 280. I don't know, but I know this. All the scouting reports I saw, which were interesting, when I Googled it, it came up. Russian ice hockey players because the name Dimitri. I was a little bit concerned that, you know, we got us a good defenseman that can can skate. But anyway, this guy, true nose tackle, okay? Not a hybrid like we see in Blocked In and Lindsay. True nose tackle. His biggest strength is his verticality. They said he's really good vertically, not so much horizontally, but that's what you want in a nose tackle. And he says, they said his biggest attribute is he spends a lot of time in the backfield. Uh, running backs, backfield. So when you're talking about a nose guard and a nose tackle, Zach, you know that's what you want. Uh, you want vert- verticality. You want him to be very strong vertically. So I love it. I mean, I love the way this defensive line class is shaping up. Yeah, no, no question about it. You got to think they went after Dimitri a, a little bit tougher after you know the Cam Franklin situation went the other way, and, and you know somebody saying in the live chat didn't know about this recruit. He just kind of popped up and then like all the recruiting riders of the last week or so really started kind of promoting them. Uh, I wasn't too familiar with them until really yesterday. Uh, but yeah, like you said, three star across the board with the exception of rivals rivals.com has him as a four star on three, two, four, seven ESPN have him as a three star six, three, two ninety five, according to his on three player profile. Obviously if he's going to play that nose tackle role, he's going to have to be bigger, but it appears that he's got the frame to do it. I mean, he's a pretty lean 6'3", 295. I mean, he carries it really, really well. That that may be why he's so quick vertically is he gets that good first step. They said he's really explosive in the gaps and gets to the gaps. He, he, he cuts quickly to the gaps was the exact word. And, and think about this. This is a kid that just transferred to another school in Miami. Uh, he's, at, he's at a school in Miami now from another school called Opelika or something like that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, that he transferred from. He's yeah, in not, a, not Opelika. No, 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 no. It's Loka, L-O-K-A, and it's not Loki. He's not an Avenger. But the thing about it is South Florida is very, very fertile when it comes to defensive linemen and defensive tackles. We know that traditionally Miami has gone there and plucked a ton from the Fort Lauderdale uh, St. Thomas Aquinas was a, a really big school that got a lot of defensive tackles. Miami, North Miami, the Hollywood, Florida area. 
So for him, for Auburn to go into Cristobal's backyard and make no mistake, Miami wanted him. Miami wanted him bad. Miami thought they were going to get him up till a couple months ago. I don't know when the tea leaves changed. And this is a kid that I think Auburn gets even if they get Franklin. I, I do think they ratcheted it up, but I do think it was still a committable offer. If Franklin would have committed last weekend, Auburn still would have had him, still would have gotten and taken Nicholas's commit because he plays a true nose guard, nose tackle position. They don't grow on trees. How you know, Florida, wonderful place to get defensive tackles. No question about it. And you know, the Florida Gators seem to be the second most likely mm -hmm. school to add Nicholas behind Auburn. Also had a, an offer from Georgia and Texas AM. And so to me, it's like, yes, he's a three-star, a high three-star, but also like those true, those guys that are projected to be true noses, you just don't see many of those guys be five stars. So I, I think this is a good piece to this class i think these are the type of players you've got to get uh to build out a roster and i mean like you said i think the defensive line group um continues to get better and better with this 2024 class and so you know does this happen if you uh if you get camarion franklin a week ago i don't know i don't know the answer to that but you didn't and so you had to pivot and that's what this class is or this coaching staff has been so good when it comes to building out this class is their ability to pivot and make sure if plan A or if a certain thing that they thought was going to happen doesn't go that way, they're constantly been able to pivot and get the parts that they need to still keep this class extremely competitive. Yeah, it's interesting. I read something a couple months ago, and I, I don't know how it changes or fluctuates, but I read from some staff members that Auburn was going to try to get four defensive linemen in this class one way or the other. So you had blocked in, you had Lindsey, who I think when it's all said and done, may elevate to a five-star before, <laughs> after the way he played last weekend at IMG He's good, Academy, man. His star is going to be rising. You would have gotten Franklin if you would have gotten Franklin, and I th still think you take Nicholas, which gives four. There's a kid named, I think, Waller or someone like that that committed to Florida. Uh, he may be, Auburn may still be looking at him. So, I don't know, you may change it up a little bit, but the thing is the diversity along the defensive line. You've got a true nose. You got a guy blocked in that might be able to move to nose. Then you got Lindsey, who can play defensive end or even edge because he's pretty pretty athletic and he's still pretty lean. So there's all kind of different combinations that Auburn can do right now. But you do want to get if you get a true nose tackle, I think that's a great you know. So you don't have to project. You can or you don't have to change somebody into that role. Someone that's used to to playing there. Yeah, and you look at Auburn's current situation at nose and it's Jason Jones and Justin Rogers. And just from an eligibility standpoint, and these guys want to play in the NFL sooner rather than later, they're not going to be at Auburn much longer. And so I think the urgency of need at this position makes it uh makes it an, a more important pickup as well. I agree. We've talked about it. Now you start, I think you're pretty much close to the defensive line being a wrap probably get one more, but now go out and get some offensive tackles uh, and maybe a couple of safeties, and we'll see how this class kind of fills out. But defensive line was an area that Auburn going into this class, the 2024 class, wanted to address. And so far, other than the Franklin uh, situation, has done a really good job. Yep. All right. So uh, according to On3, Auburn is uh, at the 14th ranked class nationally. 
and the seventh ranked class in the SEC. Your thoughts on that, Daryl Dapridge? I think unless you get a couple of five stars to flip between now and signing day, Auburn's landing spot is going to be somewhere in the top, maybe 12, 11, somewhere in there, like a Carter comes on board. And then in the SEC, it's going to be hard to leapfrog the guys in front of you because they're so high up there nationally. I mean, you could be a top 10 nationally ranked class and be fifth or sixth in the SEC. That's just Mm -hmm. the way it is. So I wouldn't put too much bearing. I don't look as much. Sure, you want to finish in the top three or four in the SEC. But if you're finishing top 10 nationally, to me, that supersedes finishing top five in the SEC. I'll take a five in the SEC and 10 nationally all day long with this staff and how they can develop. And I think if you flip a couple of five stars, that's exactly where you'll be if you're Auburn. Yeah, it seems like one through five, you know, the first ranked class to the fifth ranked class nationally, they're all really, really good. And then there doesn't seem to be a huge difference between like the sixth ranked class and like the 15th ranked class. At least that's what the national media will tend to say. So we'll we'll see. Auburn's certainly in the thick of that, which is where they need to be. I think that's the first step. You got to get there, Daryl, before you can get into the top five classes. And so we'll we'll certainly see how that transpires. Moving forward, you know, I think Auburn will still be going after Cam Coleman, the five-star Phoenix City receiver that committed to Texas A&M. I think they'll still go after Cam Franklin. Uh, they'll probably still try K.J. Bolden. You know, they're they're pursuing Zaquan right now, the, the five-star defensive back. I, I don't think Auburn's going to get him, but we'll certainly see how all that transpires. But I think this is kind of where Auburn's going to live in the recruiting rankings for the 2024 cycle. It could totally jump um, after, you know, this coaching staff puts together some proof of concept. And then, you know, in December on early signing day, you know, can he have another, you know, Merry Flipmas for all of us before we celebrate the happy new year? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But if he goes eight and four, yeah. Yeah, I think this class can take a jump. But I think as of right now, I'm thinking – this class ends around 10, 11, 12, if I had to guess. And you take that in year two, I mean, of a class, because you definitely do. And I think that the proof of concept uh, theory is is very, very well documented. I mean, it's true. I mean, you get you you start rolling and have an incredible season that shocks some people. Even you get to nine wins, win your bowl game, do something that's kind of unexpected, beat a team or two that you're not supposed to beat, that you're going head-to-head on some recruiting battles with. You can flip a couple of guys, especially if some of those teams, it's not only Auburn overachieving, it's some guys that maybe that Franklin committed to or Coleman committed to and AM and Ole Miss underachieving, right? And the writings on the wall that their coaching staff might be in trouble. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying those kind of things happen through the course of the season, or you start getting wind of a coach moving on to another yeah. venue, <clears throat> it could change. That's right. Shout out to Cole Pinkston, who, um, covers recruiting for auburnlive.com he's in live chat and he put up a deep dive film study on what auburn is getting with uh dimitri nicholas that's at auburnlive.com be sure to check that out it's worth it cole not high on dimitri's ability as a pass rusher daryl but very few nose tackles are known for rushing the passer Great point, and thanks for doing that, Cole. But I think that you, you look at your nose tackle. I think of people like Casey Hampton that played for the Steelers for so long from Texas. 
I think course you had, went there. Of course you went with the Steelers. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, didn't Teddy Bruschi play nose tackle too for New England? Did he play some nose? Good Teddy old Teddy Bruschi? Bruschi? Yeah. I don't know about that. I thought he did, but a former Arizona Wildcat. But anyway, Casey Hampton was the prototypical nose tackle in a 3-4 defense that pushed the line of scrimmage, You know, was able to create havoc in the backfield, but got three sacks his whole career. And those defenses were really good. So if that's his role is to create havoc in the backfield with the running backs and not get a lot of sacks, let the edge guys get all the sacks. It is that's what right. it is. That's right. Uh, all right, we'll stay live for a few more minutes, guys. If you want to ask any questions or share any thoughts or comments about Auburn's recruiting situation right now, we'd love to shed some light on that before we wrap uh, before we wrap things up here. I had a few questions on um, Zaquan Patterson. I personally don't think Auburn's going to land him, but we'll see. I hope I'm wrong there. Um, some chatter about offensive line of DeAndre Carter. Certainly excited to see DeAndre Carter be a part of this class. Auburn feels like he's a part of this class. The people that cover Auburn recruiting feels like he's going to be a part of this class. And so uh, DeAndre Carter is going to be the next uh, one of the bigger celebrations, I think, once all that's official. That would make 18, right? I mean, this commitment makes 17. That would make 18. And I think we projected, both of us, that Auburn would land around 22. So that would be a couple of flippity flips and then maybe – you know, a couple guys that were still in the in the in the works for some big dogs that walk late. Um, and then you never know what happens between December and February. I know everybody thinks December is the the end all be all, but there's a couple that could trickle in between December and February for that second signing period that could get Auburn to 23 or 24. I think they stay at 22, and I I like you think this class finishes around 10 in the country. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, DeAndre uh, Carter's commitment date. People are asking. I think it's September 3rd. Yes, it's September 3rd um, for folks asking when First game happen. of the year. Yeah, Auburn will be playing, right? No, that's – is that a Sunday? Yes, that's a Sunday. It's the day so after. It'll be the after yeah, it'll be after the first traditional week of college football. Um, Rye Dollison says, Daryl, your Jeep duck shirt last week inspired him to get one. The sh a shirt or a Jeep? Because that's interesting. If if just the shirt inspired somebody to get a Jeep, the boy the boy's got some coin or the person's got some coin. But yes, if it's the shirt, <clears throat> it was a Father's Day present, and I love it. It's a, it's yep. a great shirt. So yeah, Jeep influencer Daryl Daprich. There's there's no question about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's pretty cool having. I mean, I think Auburn. If if you count, if you count Carter, who's going to be the day after Auburn starts her season. But the fact that Auburn's got 18 guys committed going into the season. I mean, that, that feels like way more than normal. I'm, I, I'm right on that, right? That's right. And not, not only that, it's very high quality too. I think you're, yeah. I don't know what the, the average star ranking, I, you know, he was at it 88. Dropped. So it dropped. I mean, but you know, seventh. Well, though. That's a, that's a kid that you got to have. That's good. So I don't, I don't really yeah. know. He makes sure roster better. Yeah. You need, yeah. you need those kind of guys. Right. 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 Um, Cool. All right. So I think that's going to be what's next is DeAndre Carter. Don't know if we'll go live after that or not, just because of the timing of it, but we will certainly see. Depends on when that is. But um, while you're here, Dap, mm -hmm. just a reminder for everybody, after every game, Daryl Dapperch and I will record a show. It will go up every Sunday morning throughout the season. We did this last year. We called it the Locked on Auburn the morning after. and We will do that for every game this year. And um, those are a hit.
Those were hits. I guess people wake up on Sundays and, and watch YouTube. So which is which is great. Well, it's it go, it speaks volumes that I had a lot of fun doing those last year. And you consider the year we had. I mean, bad. there was yeah. it was pain having to go through the Harson regime early on and some of those losses, and we still <clears throat> had a good time. And really, towards the end of the year was a payoff, right? We felt good again. So I. I suspect this is going to be completely different with different vibes and feelings during these. Uh, I, I think so. I think so. Uh, I just recorded a conversation with, with Andy Burcham that'll go up on Locked on Auburn next week, and it's just like night and day difference between now and a year ago Yeah, with, with, with everything. So uh, congrats to Dimitri Nicholas, and uh, congrats to this Auburn coaching staff for, uh, for that commitment. And – I mean, I love it when, when Dimitri tweeted out where he was going. He said he's coming to the SEC. So that was important to him going to that conference. And he had several offers from schools within that conference. And he chose the Auburn Tigers. So I think it's great. Once again, the offer list of this kid um, does not look like a traditional three-star. And he was a four-star on rival, So he may get that fourth star uh, on other boards as well. Totally agree. <clears throat> and remember... Some of the uncertainty about some other schools and conferences and that kind of thing could really start to accelerate as we get closer to the end of college football season yep. where people were wondering about all this conference realignment, and that could help in recruiting too. No question. Daryl Dapper, how can people give you some love, brother? Follow me on Twitter, Dap6410, and then Mondays and Tuesdays, various times on the Auburn Network on some shows. Yes, yes. Uh, please cl uh, like the video or the live stream, depending on when you're watching. And also, uh, please click that subscribe button. Would really, really appreciate it. You can check out all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. Until next time, we'll see you. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.